Hello, thanks for joining us for this podcast. I'm Robert Bateman, Analyst and Research Director at GRC World Forums. And I'm joined today by Jacob Larson, who is a partner at Wired Relations. Thank you for joining us, Jacob. Uh, thank you for having me. So we're going to talk today about data breaches and uh, how organizations can respond sort of the focus on the post-breach phase, the recovery mitigation. Uh, Jacob, before we go into the questions, perhaps you could tell us a bit about yourself and what you do at Wide Relations, please. I sure can. Um, my, I, I joined uh, Wide Relations um, about a year ago. My, my background is in, uh, in communications. So I've been doing that for, for quite some time. And that's also what I'm doing at, at Wide Relations. So, so, so basically uh, how to, to communicate with, with the world around us. Um, that's basically what I, what I do here Great. as well. And we'll see how that is very relevant to data breaches uh, as, we, yeah, as, we, as we work through this topic. So let's start then. Now, it seems to me that every day we hear about another huge data breach affecting thousands or sometimes millions of people. In your view, are data breaches becoming more common? And if so, what, what's driving that? I think, I think they are. And, and I think it's, it, it's, it's two things, actually. Um, the, the sort of apparent thing is that, that a lot of data is collected about us, that, that we're really that a lot of companies are storing um, huge amounts of, of, uh, of data. But I also think there's another reason, and, and it is that we're not, we're not used to thinking about our personal data um, in, in terms of, of value. I don't think uh, neither uh, we as, 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 as people and citizens and, and, and customers that we, we value our data um, enough. And I, I, I think that sort of spills over to a lot of companies that sort of use data as something that doesn't have the worth that, that, it, uh, that it really has. Um, so, so I think the reason is that we are, we're, we're not protecting it well enough. We're not thinking about um, giving our personal information to, to a company and the companies are not thinking of this as, as, as a true asset. Um, not not the not the asset that it that it that it really is anyway. So that's that's why I think is uh, this is um, this is pretty pretty huge now, and we're seeing data breaches uh, almost on a on a on a daily basis. Mm. So because of people's perhaps not realizing how valuable their data is, and companies not perhaps also realizing what what an asset they have to protect exactly. they're amassing more and more data and more and more of it's getting you know it's liable to to be breached or, or, or leaked so i used to i used to work in in in, uh, in real estate and and the the uh, sort of energy we put into um putting locks on doors and 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 that because that was and and having um um insurance uh, in, in case of, of fire or something it, it was it was a lot more um, we, we were a lot more focused on the uh, on the real estate than on, on the 
and the information that we had on the people um, in the real estate, so to speak. Yeah, so there's, a, there's, a, there's not yet a parallel there in terms of protecting mm. those two different asset classes, you know, physical exactly. and, yeah. uh, and, and digital. Mm. So when it comes to protecting personal data, obviously prevention is, is better than cure, but mm. do, do you think we can take that mantra too far? Should organizations always be planning for the worst case scenario? I think they should or they should be, be planning for, for, for scenarios in which they have data breaches. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that, that most, most companies, most organizations at some point will have some sort of, of um, data breach. <laughs> um, it's just the way it is at the moment. And, and, and it's almost impossible to have a level of security that would that would sort of prevent it totally. So I think I think they should that everybody should prepare, um, and I think we should we should do two things um, and look at it a bit like um, taking care of our health. We know that at some point um, you'll get sick and die, um, but but still you you still exercise and um, eat healthy. Um, and you go to the doctor every once in a while and, 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 and maybe get treated for, for, uh, for something. So I think, think the first thing that, that businesses should, should do is, is sort of prevent um, the backlash from a, from a data breach by um, being accountable, by building relationships with data subjects so that they trust them. Um, and, and, and as yeah, if, if I think it's a, I think it's a warning sign if if your customers um, don't really trust you. So 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 building this relationship with with um, with um, data subjects and customers and everybody else that you're you're in touch with, I think that's sort of the that's the the equivalent to exercising and eating healthy because then it will be easier to. Um, to come to go through um, a data breach, and then of course um, go see a doctor every once in a while, um, and that's sort of the equivalent to to preparing for the for the worst case scenario where you have a data breach. The thing is that when that will happen at a time that is not convenient, it it, it really never is. So you, so you need to you need to know exactly what you're going to do at that point. Who, who should be in the room, um, who is communicating, who's gathering information, something like that. And, and, and in my point of view, a lot of businesses should, um, should test it out and do scenario and, and, and try it, uh, before it, uh, before it happens. So, yeah, I, I think organizations should be, um, planning for, for worst case scenarios and they should be working to, to have a good trusting relationship with people beforehand. Yes, it's uh, so much data flowing around organizations. Yeah. Now we often hear that it's not a question of if you'll suffer a breach, but when. And mm -hmm. so preparation for that eventuality is, is obviously uh, very increasingly important, I think. Absolutely. So let's imagine then you, you, you do suffer a breach yeah. 
what's the first thing you recommend an organization does after it discovers that it's the victim of a data breach? From from my point of view, as a as, as somebody who's 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 been in communications, I, I think that that gathering is actually the most important thing to do. Um, get the right people in the same room, or or at least so that they can they can speak to one another, um, because that's that's often um, when 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 you're in a crisis uh, situation that's often what 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 sort of goes awry it's when 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 people don't communicate so you should so gathering is is the first thing um and then in a, in a crisis situation information is always sort of the shortage we don't know what happened we don't know uh who's affected um we don't know um a lot of things there's a lot of things that we don't know so 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 the second thing when you're when you've gathered and just um looked each other in the eyes and said let's let's um let's get this uh let's go through this uh is to to put people on gathering information so that you actually know what is sort of underneath all of this what what has what has happened who is Who's to um, um, who's uh, who's affected by it, and so on and so forth. I think those are the two most important things to uh, to, to to do right after a, a data breach or any other crisis situation. Indeed. So there's the the first stage of communication. Then, in a sense, is internally getting yes. the right people around, mm. and uh, you know the room or the 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 call or, or or whatever yeah and figuring out what's happened as yes. far as you can getting all the information you need what about mm. external communication do you always have to notify a regulator and uh, or the 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 affected individuals if you suffer yeah. a data breach how can you judge whether or not you, you need to do that yeah Often, I mean, um, in in, uh, in in most of Europe anyway, that is sort of regulated, um, and especially on notifying the regulator. There's a, a lot of of, um, of regulation of the, on, on that, um, so that you should basically um, notify them um, anytime. Um, I think more um, interesting is actually the affected uh, individuals because. Um, Normally, you don't. Often, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to by law. You don't have to um, to to um, notify them. But I I'm of the opinion that, from a communications perspective, any, anyway, you should. If if you've built a trusting relationship with with your with your data subjects, I think you should notify them more often than you are obliged to do. Um, you should affect them whenever they are threatened, and 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 you should advise them on what to do. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion that that's the only way to to um, further a trusting relationship. It's actually being trustworthy enough to say, "Hey, I um, I made a mistake. We made a mistake. Um, this is what we're doing to correct it." This is what you could do to um, to help us uh, do that. We because we value the relationship with with you. So so in, in my opinion, um, I I think we should we should notify 
more often than we're obliged to actually. Mm, interesting. So from a strategic and perhaps also an ethical point mm. of view, you think it's worth going beyond the regulatory requirements? Because uh, yeah. as you know, under the GDPR, I think the threshold for notifying That's individuals high. is higher yeah. than, than that for notifying the regulator. But I suppose that could damage trust if people discover you've notified the regulator, even if you weren't obliged to tell them yeah. uh, and you haven't done so. That, that that could yeah. be a PR issue, I, I suppose, couldn't it? And a customer trust issue there. I think it's the I think it's the right thing to do from a yeah. as we said from an ethical perspective, but it's also the right thing to do from a from a company perspective if mm. building a trusting relationship is what you'd like to do. Yeah, um, very often the the right thing and the the from an ethical and a strategic yeah. point of view coincide. So that that's. That's interesting. A, a group of people that are often uh, neglected or left out in in uh, in situations like this are are your employees. Um, that's something that that I would that I would suggest that that everybody uh, take note that 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 their employees will be the ones if 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 this hits the if if a, a data breach rich, hits the, the the press or social media. Um, the, your employees will be uh, in, sort of in the front line if they pick their kids up at kindergarten or they go to um, uh, football at night. They'll be confronted by people who would think they would know. And I, I, I've often seen in, in these situations that that companies will will tell they will inform uh, everybody else, but forget uh, their employees. That's something I I, I would. I would do that as quickly as possible. I would let my my employees know what is going on, what we can, what can we say uh, right now, because otherwise, I, I think often you lose sort of control with um, of your story. That's a very good point. Yeah, and making sure everyone, all stakeholders, are, are fully informed. So, yeah. what about we, we've covered? employees yeah <laughs> subjects individuals uh, regulators what about contacting the police because often data yeah. breaches the crime you know yeah and that is such a it's such a great a great question because i think one of the one of the issues we have with with um with uh, data breaches and, and and is that that it's often companies would like to go under the radar um um, and, and therefore, they, they, they will not contact the police. <laughs> uh, I think, in, in my point of view, I think we need more uh, transparency and more openness um, about what, is, what, what are the actual threats, and so on and so forth, if we, if we want to learn from it. So I think that we should, as a, as a, as a rule, <laughs> contact the police. I think they should. I, I think that's the, yeah. the again. It's it's the right thing to do. And I think as a as a society, we need to have a, a discussion about what is actually um, going on. In it could be it could be um, ransomware attacks or hackers or it could be all sorts of, of things. But but we we need a, a clear picture of of what the threats looks like. And and that's so so I. I 
I'm um, I'm pro contacting the police. Yeah, very good point. <laughs> that it um, emphasizes the the frequency and the seriousness of these incidents as well to yeah. the authorities. Mm. And of course, it will be up to them to decide whether to investigate and pursue it. But um, it will be registered think, yeah. with them nonetheless. So yeah, and I think one of the reasons why a lot of people, a lot of companies don't do this is that 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 they the, in their experience the police can't really do anything but 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 still i think it's important that we that we get a, a, a clear uh picture also with uh with the authorities yeah yeah so there's a lot to consider here already post post breach mm. it seems like deciding on a course of action just after discovering a data breach is it's not ideal that's a very mm. stressful situation mm. And uh, how important do you think it is to have a clear data breach policy in place? And if you wouldn't mind, you know, broadly speaking, what, what do you think should be in such a policy? Yeah, I think it's very, very important. I think it's important to, to have it. And I think it's important to, to train it as well, to, 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 to do uh, simulations and scenarios. Um, and, and again, uh, I, I think there might be points in it that that the the tech people would like to have, but but from my point of view, the 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 most important thing is to to know who is the the crisis group. Who should we who should we bring together, and how do we get a hold of them? It's it's sometimes at it, in these situations, it gets so I mean so practical. <laughs> do you do you have a phone number? Um, for the guy who's in a summer house somewhere without coverage, um, and so so who's the who's the, the the crisis group and and how to get a hold of them and and how where should they uh, convene and how quickly? Um, then uh, I also think that we should that we should look at who is responsible for for obtaining information on what happens who. Who should just by default go at it and, and just begin looking for, for, for clues as to who's who's um, affected, so on and so forth, and then who's responsible for communicating, um, so so that everybody knows where to to send um, uh, people. Because the thing is that if if something like this hits the the again the, the press or social media people will start calling it would be journalists it would be the uh the investor who wants to know what's what's up and down on this it, everybody will will start calling and it's very important that you know who's who's in charge of, of doing that because if it's a if it's a big breach it will probably be a um, a, a full-time job just responding to to things like that um, and then I, I I would I would suggest that you that you run simulations that you look at what would be sort of the worst thing that could <laughs> what would be the worst thing that could happen and then uh, try it out um, so th those are the things that I think should be in a in a in a policy uh, like this Okay, so returning to the topic of communications, uh, I try not to spend too much time on Twitter, 
these days, but I often see infosec cybersecurity mm. professionals on on social media laying into companies that have had a data breach and sent out a sort of PR style yeah. uh, notification. Yeah, and it, it can sometimes seem it's very difficult to manage that relationship yeah. after a breach has occurred, but it can sometimes see that companies take a, a, a misstep in communicating yeah. about their breaches. How can organizations manage those reputational risks associated with data breaches? Yeah. Um, one of the things is that that and 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 is that if if you don't have a trusting relationship, it makes everything extremely difficult. Um, because now that you've now that you've breached uh, data, <laughs> you're basically untrustworthy by default. So, so the, the the very best thing you can do is is build relationships beforehand. I know that's not uh, the answer to your um, to your your real question, but I, I I actually I think that it's extremely hard to to um, if if you have a lot of people who don't trust you, <laughs> um, you are extremely vulnerable in a in a situation um, like this. So so being accountable beforehand is is is, is the, the very best way um, to go. Um, after I think it's so important that you that you are um, that you begin building trust. And one of the ways you do that is by um, acknowledging what you've been doing, what what is what has happened, and not not sort of telling people things that you you don't know. So so it's so important to get the right information and and be actually pretty sort of crisp in what you're saying. You shouldn't really um, you should really just tell it um, like it is and not trying to to hide things um, because the worst the worst situation in a crisis is if you're sort of pushed backwards slowly if you're trying to hide something and then somebody figures it out and you have to take a step back but you, maybe you're still hiding something they find out that that snippet of information and you have to so you're pushed back slowly so to speak um, so it's so important to not to, to be frank and 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 uh, figure out what has happened and then and then tell tell it like it is. Mm, so honesty, transparency, and yeah. sort of frankness is the key. In and Danish, course, in Danish, we have a saying about pulling off the bandage with one sort of uh, stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's what it it might hurt. But it'll it'll help protect your trustworthiness going yeah. going forward, and hopefully get it over m more quickly. Yes. Um, so you've been great to talk to about this, Jacob. Really interesting to hear about the importance of communication throughout the data breach process, internally, mm -hmm. externally, to the authorities, uh, to to the individuals and your customers. Um, finally. Final question, mm -hmm. what, what do you think is the most important things organizations can, can do today 
to take the first step towards a, a better breach recovery process? I think they should take um, a long, hard look in the mirror and, and uh, be um, frank with themselves, um, answering the questions, do people trust us right now? Um, where are we on the scale? Are people just, are our customers just using us because we're the only thing? They're not really happy. <laughs> they don't really trust us. Then, and if, if that's the case, if you're not trusted now, then set a strategy um, to become more trustworthy. And that's not a communications strategy, by the way. It's also a communication strategy, but that, that, that has to, you have to be uh, accountable and, and, and trustworthy. It shouldn't just be a, a sort of icing on the cake. It should be the whole cake. Um, but I think that's the, the, the most important you can do is actually ask yourself, do people trust me? Um, um, answer it uh, frankly. And if, if they don't become trustworthy, Great. So trust is always at the center of, of these operations. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Jacob. It's been great talking to you. Thank you.